Hello. Hi, Peach Baby. Welcome to another episode of Run, Run Peaches. Peaches. Okay. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> we should know. I'm your host, Lily. And I'm your other host, Car Salad, aka Karina. What's up? Hi. We missed y'all. We did. We, uh, we, I think today, not today, tomorrow, yeah. our first post is going out. Let's go. Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know at this point, I think this is the third. Yeah, this is number three. We're, yeah. we're, we're a little ahead. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. More ahead than we were last season. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You guys are going to start noticing this at this point too. I actually stopped numbering our, po- our episodes on Instagram. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. Just for... I just... We started season one, season two, so I didn't know whether to keep going, like, 22, oh, 20, over. Yeah, or start it over, so... I mean, I don't yeah. think that it matters too yeah. much. No. I mean, there's a new layout. New, we're, new we're trying new things. Yes, we are. Um, And with that, happy Hispanic Heritage Month, everybody. <laughs> Honestly, shout out to all the Twitter memes that are keeping me alive every day. Yeah. Because they're freaking killing me. Also, I noticed that it's like they're, it's the best of the Vine era mixed with like the <laughs> best of TikTok, which is why it's beautiful. It's the Vine captures that I miss. Like my favorite one is the Yahweh like. Oh my God, why did I know you were going to say that one? But it was like the Monet painting of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I want to frame that. <laughs> Dude, same. And hang it up. And also, happy spooky season Ooh, to all our Halloweeners out there. I am a spooky bitch. I love this season. Even though I'm a scary bitch, I'm scared. I'm terrified of scary movies, but. I, I don't. Actually, wow. Opposite. Because I'm like, I'm pretty indifferent on Halloween. I'm like, I like it. But you. Oh, I am about pl- it. This summer, she was like, what are we going to be? Oh, yeah. And I, I, like, I plan my shit ahead of time. No. And then every Halloween, I think like this is the Halloween I die because all the weirdos are out. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I am okay. complicated. But I'm I complicated. love scary movies, which is funny. So. Uh, yeah. No. And um, other. Uh, we, we just started oh. the peach cleaning Jumping right off the in. bat. Yeah. Uh, oh, watch out for our Twitch. October 25th, baby. Right. It's going to be on a Monday, but we're here to spice up your the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. Monday doesn't have to be weird and boring and tired. Exactly. And uh, I will. <laughs> I bought some uh, flaming Hot Cheeto mac and cheese today. I yeah. was like, I, if it's good, I might do it again and do a live review on uh, the Twitch. A live Twitch of Lily what? shitting her pants. <laughs> Tune in. Honestly, it's just like we're going to be doing it. We're thinking about going on at like, what, six-ish? Yeah. Enough for you to get off of work grab a little food, sit down and chill with us. Not too, too late. So yeah. So October 25th, this is airing October 19th. So six days from now. <laughs> That's funny to think Just about. Just so you know. Um, what else? Uh, peach cleaning. The next peach that needs to be cleaned is our updated Rotten Peaches score. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's been up for like Three weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks now. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. It's out there. Go look at it. Go love it. I put my heart and soul into that. Yes, (laughs) she did. I hope you all know that Lily is out here. Anything that you see, Lily makes. I do. So, I mean, like, shouts out. Snaps. Thank you. Thank you. They're not not the best, but they're not the worst. Would you guys rather (laughs) me make them? (laughs) powerpoint no, slides no my favorite is uh the our hereditary with the- <laughs> my photoshop skills of me yes. putting lily's faces in the thing if you remembered anybody who was around 
during Hereditary. So as most of you guys know by now, when we post, we post on our Instagram and then we put the Instagram post onto our story as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't notice for like a solid like. It was seamless. It was like 10 hours. Honestly, it was like the post was about to go out. When she was like, did you notice I photoshopped you on there? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, she photoshopped me into the hereditary movie poster. I thought that was hilarious. All, all my stories are just for Lily to eventually look at and be like, did you see it? And she never says anything. Yes. Okay. Instagram post, that's me. But Instagram stories, yeah, that's Car all. Salad. That's car salad. That's all yeah. car salad. That's just... why they're uglier. <laughs> no, they're not. I think they make me laugh. Cool. Yes. Spooky season continues. So we are doing... The Witches of Eastwick. 1987. Lily, how old were you? (laughs) I was like negative 20, I think 22. Negative my age. Negative your age. Was not alive either. Um, Mm. I was not aware of this movie until this year. Male Gaze, shout out. Shout out to Male Gaze, who our dear friend of the pod. Yes, he is. Recommended it. A pod homie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) Um, okay. Are you gonna, I'm... This season, we're gonna we're gonna try to sell it to you. The oh, synopsis, yeah. especially because I don't know if a lot of viewers have, or listeners have watched this movie. Mm-hmm. So, Lily, yes, are you ready? Okay, 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 okay. Witches of Eastwick. Okay, I, yes. Like Karina said, we we're loosening up the season. We realize that in the efforts of like trying to be super straight, super the best, super straight, super straight, <laughs> we are not that. <laughs> but also, it was just like we. We thought that we could do better and it, uh, a better reflection of our personalities and who we are. So just. Yeah, we're, we're actually both really mean. Yeah, we're bitches <laughs> and we hate everybody. That's not us. Just kidding. OK, so I'm going to try to sell you the Witches of Eastwick. OK, so mm-hmm. Witches of Eastwick, mm-hmm. three beautiful ladies. Uh, I'm going to jump in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Too hot for this movie. Honestly, it didn't make any Insane. sense. Insane. OK, so basically they. um. It's never explicitly said, but they're mm-hmm. witches, right? Mm-hmm. And they they manifest a man, right? Mm-hmm. They they want a man. All three of them are, like, manifesting a man. And then a man pulls up. The man of their dreams, quotes. Jack Nicholson. Barf. He pulls up. <laughs> and um, out of nowhere, they're all, like, sharing him. And they're all cool with it. He, like, seduces each one of them in, like, the grossest fucking way. To, to what they are desiring yes exactly he seduces them and then they are they're all kind of like cool we're all gonna be like in this frupple and we're gonna be okay with that and then the town is like whores and (laughs) and uh this this like super like (laughs) this like super conservative lady dies because she's like kind of being possessed by the devil (laughs) kind of not and uh, so she dies, and then the the other three beautiful ladies are like, "Hold up, wait a minute, too far. Like we ain't about it." So they dump him, sort of, and he loses his shit. So they're like, "Cool, we're gonna go back with you." And like they all like have sex together weirdly, and like what? And then he's like, the next morning he's like, "Oh, my ladies need some some food from the town." So he dips, goes to the town, and then they like put voodoo magic on him. They do magic. They do the witchcraft on him. And then they got it. Oh, oh, okay. And they're all pregnant. All three. All three of them are pregnant with guys because he needs an heir. Barf. And then um, <laughs> they do the magic on him. And then they like cast him away. And it ends when like he pulls up on the TV and the babies and like the three little babies are like, dad. And then he's like, come, my children. And the moms are like, LOL, no. And turn off the TV. The end. 
the Witches of Eastwick. I felt like someone um, drugged me while watching this movie. Okay. I it I will say, so watching this, I thought it was going to be like a fun 80s, lighthearted, three I, hot lady. Like we have, I got practical magic vibes in the beginning. Yes. I was like, cool. We're like in a, of course, like uh, New England vibes because mm-hmm. like Salem Witch Trials yes, or whatever. Yes, yes, we got to. Yes, yes, we got yes, to. Yes, we got to do what we got to do. We got to get the vibes. Um, and I was just like what am i watching yeah so i went back and this is actually based off of a book yes it is but the book is it's very loosely based on the book but by uh john updike who made the book in 1984 um and so here's my my little you you hear the notes we we got the notes no notes asmring intelligence (laughs) um but so like the author his main subject who he likes to focus on is small town protestant middle class people who kind of struggle with christian theology and issues like sexuality family obligations and um infidelity Mm -hmm. so like the big pool between waspy like culture and like sex and sensuality and things like that and i mean yeah (laughs) i mean okay so here's my whole thing with that and it's like this is part of the reason, I'm so sorry if I piss anybody off, but this is just my truth, and this is the way I, like, now that I am technically an adult, I've been told. Technically. Technically. Um, I have started to refuse to read books about men for shit like this, because it's like, when men try to tackle things like like what um, this author was trying to do, but at the end of the day, a lot of it is tied into... Uh, female and women like sexuality and empowerment and and like how we view ourselves as women like we are so tied into society that it's like you have to have a really good understanding of that in order to write stories like this properly without it feeling super male gazy super Mm -hmm. like male touchy grossness Uh, yeah and that's why he flawed like that's why the part of it just like Mm -hmm. it's it's uh up for discussion because some people think that the book is written like a satire like it it knows what it's doing Mm -hmm. that he knows that it's written from a male's perspective. Even though it's supposed to be about three empowered, strong women finding out what they want. They say it from the very beginning of like, we don't need a man to solve our problems, but why do we end up talking about them the whole time? Yeah. So it's like up for discussion whether how self-aware it is or actually this is just uh, a male perspective of women hardships and he's telling a story that's not really his. I also you know? feel like it's such... I, I used to appreciate it so much and I think I've actually said it in like, last season even Mm -hmm. where i was kind of like oh well it 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 acknowledges its flaws therefore it's not that bad but it's like honestly no just because you acknowledge something i feel like it's a cop-out at this point i don't know if it's acknowledging i think it's the the perspective of who's reading it some people think that this is on purpose to Mm -hmm. be bad not bad but like yes a satire it's poking fun at the fact that like we're strong women but the whole movie is about jack nicholson he Mm -hmm. steals the whole show dude he's the first name that Mm -hmm. is in the title cards in the beginning of the the title sequence and the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. he's the first name and he it's not until like three titles later that we start getting the actresses names i that's like one of the notes that i had and why Mm -hmm. i was so pissed in the beginning well okay so real quick the cast is the our main was he like a Satan or a demon or? I think he was, was supposed to be like a, a demon Satan type of person because yeah. it's like it didn't explicitly. Well, this I, that's the whole thing with this, right? It's like which the name which isn't mm-hmm. isn't uttered. Devil is thrown around a little bit, and even like an article is written about this. He's referred to as a devil, right? But I feel like the devil wouldn't be able to be as easily cast. It's, away. it's way less like typically witchy than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, like having witch in the title. I, honestly, it leans more towards like 
like goddess like element you mm-hmm. know uh you know their powers were in the elements type of thing rather than um like brooms and witches and yeah okay it's like that actually let's come back to that and let's talk about the cast okay so we have our our center dude which is uh played by jack nicholson we have you guys freaking share we have susan sarandon and freaking michelle pfeiffer my little bisexual heart was stressing <laughs> like right now jack nicholson got to kiss all three of these women i know lucky bastard anyway <laughs> i okay so th- those are the main people right everybody else mm. is just kind of like i not to like get ahead of myself but i remember just sitting there so confused because i felt like I mean, the main point is that we're dealing with, like, really mundane, boring, everyday life people, and then just, like, these, like, such a contrast of, like, crazy dialogue and, like, fantastical, like, you know, like, non, like, spirity things. Yeah. And it just, like, the two, I never felt, like, jumped well from one from the other. It was either, like... It was just such a big contrast that I, I felt like I was like, am I missing something from the story? Well, I think that's where, like, the whole thing comes in where you have to remember that it's a comedy. It's a, it's satire. Yeah. It's not really... But I, I didn't think it was particular. I think... I don't think it was necessarily funny, but I know that yeah, Jack same. Nicholson was, like, um, c- c- comedically acting with his body. And okay. Like Let's... I know we, I, we try usually to start with the women. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about his character. Okay. I think I think that's a good place to start. Um, just so everybody knows, it's got a seventy six percent on Rotten Peaches. Of on ro- who on Rotten Tomatoes? Who? <laughs> uh, wow. That's you... Voldemort. We don't speak their name. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. But they got a night um a seventy six percent on there. So it's like it wasn't. And I I was reading articles where it was like apparently a blockbuster hit at the time. So it's like it did it... pretty well at at the time. And I I was talking to sound guy about it. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like Jack Nicholson at this point was already like the Joker, like he was al- he was like the, the it guy, yeah, yeah the shiny. Well, Bill Murray was supposed to do this role. I think I would have preferred Bill Murray. It would have been funnier. Yeah, it's just the thing with Jack Nicholson is that he's manic and psycho looking. Yes, he's and scary. he's just like there, there is like evil there. I he I mean I know he's just an actor, right? right. But it's like there's ugly evil yeah like, like insidious weird behavior yeah and it's like just like i'm i'm terrified at this point it's like it's mm-hmm. not it, it's fear it's evil where i'm like huh, huh, huh. i'm not laughing at it i'm right. just i'm genuinely like i'm You're laughing observing. Be- yeah i'm laughing because he wants to, me to laugh and i'm terrified he's gonna like mm-hmm. kill me if i don't <laughs> so also i was so distracted by that ugly ass little baby ponytail. Yes. What the <laughs> the man bun dude where the man bun was a thing it, apparently. Jack, Jackie boy. I'm a fan, but like cut it off. What was it? Okay, yeah, and like okay, so he comes into the mix because our main ladies, Suki, mm-hmm. played by Michelle Pfeiffer, Jane, played 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 by oh my god, stroke Susan Sarandon, mm-hmm. and Alexandra played by Cher. They, what they do is basically every Thursday, they get together. Which, somehow between the three of them, they have like 500 kids. Oh my god, yes. How are y'all just like... Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, character has six daughters, or six kids. I don't think they... They didn't mention that it was daughter. Uh, Susan Sarandon is, uh, can't have children. Mm -hmm. And... Cher has three. Cher has one. Oh. One teenager. 
That's right. Yes. And they're, one... I mean, they're all either widowed, divorced, or... Yes. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character... I'm going to just start calling them by the character's mm-hmm. name. Suki was left by her husband because she had too many kids, which I was like... Hilarious. What? Uh, Jane, Susan Sarandon, Sarandon. Uh, her husband left her because she can't have children. Mm-hmm. And Alexandra, a.k.a. Cher, her husband is dead. Right. So you have... We see that in the beginning of the scene where... I don't know if you caught this... Um, the first shot is Cher, or Alexandra, um, she's an artist, and she was sculpting that, like, woman figurine, mm-hmm. and that's actually, like, a, a little egg about uh, a very famous uh, statue of Venus of Willendorf, I'm pretty sure that's the name. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. It's, like, a really famous statue okay. of, like, a woman with, like, big yes. boobs and a butt, and it's it's supposed to be, it's, like, a prehistoric statue for... Uh, a symbol of like goddess of earth and like fertility we love that so it was like a a a sprinkle in the beginning about the movie yeah i honestly feel like the name um was a big a big spoiler Mm -hmm. i feel like if it wasn't named that i would have had a lot more fun realizing that they were witches and what was actually happening like they were technically like in a coven even though they were like three ladies hanging out you know yeah yeah so like in the book they're actually in an established coven oh and they know understand their powers but here they're just three ladies that get together on thursdays Mm -hmm. to drink some martinis and like talk about guys and just let loose and hang out that's a, a part of like we also get set up with like the characters' backgrounds and how much they allow. Like, I feel like the the pendulum of what they allowed men to like ruin their lives with, to like the forward where they were like empowered at the end. I didn't feel like got all the way there. Like in the beginning, there's like a lot of sexual harassment. Like mm-hmm. these women have shitty bosses. We have women who are wanting to seek more for themselves. You know, like mm-hmm. are ex- wanting to exp- like expand. Well, that's a that's stand beyond like suburban mother roles. That goes back to a man, men being in charge of writing women's stories, right? Because at the end of we start off and we see a lot in their um, the way that they're dressed, right? They uh, especially with Jane. Jane was dressed a lot more conservative, collared, like not even just like a regular collared mm-hmm. shirt. But like she was like sexually repressed or something. Yeah, it was like a whole thing, right? And it's like at the end of it, they all have like wild hair and like they walk around in lingerie and they f- they're free. Ba-da-da-da. But at the end of it, they're caregivers. They end up being mothers to and they go back, Satan's spawns. And they go back to Satan time and time again. No, no. Yes, but what I'm saying is like beginning to end. Yes. In the beginning, we see them as like bored yeah 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 people living in like life and then it just ends with them being like mothers and that's it hot moms yeah hot moms living in a mansion but still just like a caregiver and again that's just men writing writing women's stories and being like oh she's in a nicer house so Mm -hmm. therefore she's on the up and it was like no like yeah i didn't feel like they caught their voice to like answer to the beginning of like we're not gonna deal with this bs anymore Mm -hmm. because i honestly i was so shocked of like Everyone is so passive of being like, that's the silly principle. Haha, ha. he's just going to ask me when I'm divorced and like touch my butt in class. Well, and they all like, hated him. I know, but it was like more of like uh, viewed as like, oh, that's just like part of his character. Like he's grabby and no one mm. really likes him. And we all know that he cheats on. It's like a character flaw rather than like. Th- I- I'm just saying. It, if it, that was car salad, I would be whooping ass on sight. Right, but we are 2020 I know, people. and These that's are why... These are 1987. I know, very that's why time. it was just so, like, Also, uh, also like, let's go from, like, him. We see the guy that she is referring to as the principal of the school. He uh, her, sexually harasses Jane, and then literally in the next scene is in front of her church, 
in front of everybody talking about how uh, ethics nowadays just are awful and nobody has morality mm-hmm. and like all this shit. And it just, but it's commentary on like the um, what? How how would I even say this? Like the two-facedness of society the yeah like people often in positions of power who are knowingly doing things morally wrong hypocrisy to, there we go the hypocrisy yeah, of they'll it all distance themselves as much as they can from what they're actually doing that's wrong right so it's like that, that i think that was more commentary on that than like yeah then i know it's like to say this but it's like it has it's more commentary on people like that than it is on like the women's stories if that makes sense i think th- the director and the writers were tr- just trying to establish like what kind of world these women lived in. Yeah, they were had little to no voices. I mean, then you have um, remind me her name again, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, uh, Suki. Suki, who you know she's an aspiring journalist, somehow has the time to be writing five hundred th- stories oh with her five hundred kids, like gardening and spending her. T- and I'm just like, what is that? LOL, I had a secret watch in my pocket going off. Um, I'm just going to blame it on Lily's haunted apartment. Sorry, guys. Anyway, uh, we were talking about how she was writing a bunch of articles. Yeah, and like her... Uh, imp- oh, that's... that's. Let me skirt into that. The... the I guess he's the editor, editor-in-chief of the local... The paper that she works for. Yes, Clyde. Has a wife who just goes off the freaking rails. And I... Yeah. I, this was part of the plot that I... She just ended, spoiler alert, she ends up dying, and I don't, like, I didn't see her connection. She was supposed to be kind of, like, I was just trying to equate it back to, like, Salem Witch Trials of, like, you needed someone to, like, who was going to alert the town and, like, bring a charge against them. She was kind of the one spewing in church of, like, these women are possessed by, like, devils. But it didn't even come from her observing anything. It it came from her, like, quote, having visions and, like, her, quote, intuition. Like, she was way more possessed than they were. Right. And I was so pissed when the editor-in-chief wrote about these women, allegedly calling them sluts to the town. Yeah. To appease his deranged wife because she has bone marrow running through her brain. Is that true? I don't think so. It w- fatty tissues in your brain. I don't think affect your personality. You would have a stroke. That's oh. what you would happen. Blood, oh. blood wouldn't connect. But I'm just like, what was that? I was like, what am I watching? Yeah, that and- was such a weird plot. And she like, in herself gets like possessed by the idea of trying to like call out these women, and then her husband ends up killing her. Yes, but but, it- ha- but kind of from like the witches. Like yes, they all. So what ended up? I had to like read articles and do other things just so I could piece it all together because it's like. At first watch, I was very much like, I understand what's happening. I don't understand how it's happening. The connections are not obvious. Yeah, I felt like I was like, am I missing something? Yeah. And then the 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 dialogue would either be like mundane suburban talk or like really graphic things that I felt like for the eighties were probably very shocking. I'm and the not gonna that they're talking okay, about. I gotta. Well, we'll come back to this, but. Mm-hmm. Finishing up on that scene. Yeah, so it turned out that what was happening in that moment was that Jack Nicholson's character, also his fucking name, Daryl Von Hugh. What is his name? Daryl Von... Daryl Von Dyke or something like that? No. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, sorry. Anyway, but his char- his character, Daryl, apparently, was harnessing not only his power, but the power of uh, Suki, Jane, and Alexander, because they were all, like post orgy just lounging Mm. uh but she he was harnessing all four of their powers to like kill this person i see i thought it was um most of the witches powers that we see presented feel like coincidence like coincidences like they can't believe that 
they're the ones causing things. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe they had like accidentally been like, Ugh, wouldn't it be easier if she just wasn't around and then ended up. That is what happened. But it's like, I think if it had just what ended, what took it over the edge for her to actually die was him, his part in, t- in it. And the four of them essentially working together, even it, even though it's not without their knowledge. So it's like, that's part of the whole thing on, of this um, movie. And another, another thing that just grinds my gears is that we are to believe that they do not understand the extent of their power and that he essentially has them believe or like it's indirectly said that they do not know how to use their powers without mm-hmm. him right like they were yeah ne- he's made himself the middleman of like i'm introducing your your new self because of me exactly and it's like even when uh they are at the end when they're using a, a spell on him he even says like i taught them how to do that but it's like that's not true they were doing other things that like they themselves need but mm-hmm. it's like it was written in a way where he gets a lot of the credit yes and it's just his name is daryl and also i felt i'm gonna say represented in scene (laughs) when no one in the town could remember his name because i'm like ah people like me i can't remember anybody i think there was also a spell though that he put on the town so that nobody would remember that's true yeah everyone is like attracted to him everyone which is like pick ha- someone hot but maybe that was part well, of the thing was like we know he's ugly so we're when gonna- they were manifesting him they were saying like someone mysterious and like they gave her criteria and part mm-hmm. of it was like attractive or at least i think they said kind eyes that man i saw no kindness in murder those eyes. eyes that is some csi miami eyes that is some premeditated murder eyes <laughs> that is <sighs> jack yeah. nicholson i don't know does this- he have a family I, I'm sure he does. Does he wear sunglasses all the time? He wears regular glasses from the looks of it. Can you He's, imagine him, like, living in your house with you? I would. I'd just be screaming around <laughs> always, all the time. You're on your way to get milk. It's I, like, ah! I live in the Shining. Hey, know? Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, that sick tone where it's like, ah! Oh, hey, Derek. What are you doing here? Or I think that's what it sounds. I don't know. Moving on. TikTok mm. reference. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But, Yeah. This movie, I I mean, yeah, I, I mean, wanted to like it. They and I, I get the point of like they fell underneath his seduction and like they, his seduction was trash though. Also, I read an article, one of the articles I was reading that it's like post uh, Harvey Weinstein, you realize that his behavior is a lot more predatory. I guess like at the time, people thought that it was like seductive charming. and charming. I just saw rapey vibes. No, I mean even when we meet Alexander Cher's character, the she's the first one to sleep with him. And she's like, mm, I'm good. Like, I don't know who you are. I just came to, like, check out what this whole thing is about. And he's just like, no, we're going to have sex. Yeah. Like, just like Captain No, insisting. we're going to have sex if you want. Right. But, and she's like, no. And he's like, oh, well, if you want, we will. And it's like, it's, it's the whole, like, thing where women are led to believe that it was our choice why we said yes, but in reality, we're being pressured mm. into it. Well, especially in the book is, like, it is their choice because this is their dream man, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, all of them have a, a hesitation, and then he kind of, like, chips away at them by manipulating what he knows that they want to hear. Exactly. And, and, like, at the end, he... I think that's, like, the most witchy part is, like, 
it just the special effects at the end just like ramp the fuck up oh yeah 100 that like don't make any sense my mom came and like walked in at the, like the last 20 minutes and she's like what are you watching <laughs> i was like i don't even know i was trying to get sound guy to come out and watch like that mm-hmm. bit of it but he wouldn't come out but just because it's so ridiculous i was cracking like that's when the commentary hit it for me i was like what the I, fuck the is whole time this? i was just like hello what <laughs> when am i and i mean like well, at the end, like, he uses all of their fears to, like, torment them. I felt like that was, like, the oh witchiest part. Yes. And I kind of wish that was more of the vibe from the beginning. Like, maybe I just needed things to be more obvious to me. I don't know. Or if I watch it again, it'll be like, okay. I think so. I mean, I the- think you're right. I-, I definitely wanted to watch it again. I think I'm going to do that at some point. But I need a, I need a step away from it first. <laughs> I like that the witchiness was, like, subdued. Like, it was... It was more part of their, like, essence than, like, we're witches. And- yes. I do appreciate that because it's, like, that is a lot of, I'm sorry, guys, I believe in witchcraft, but uh, I think, I believe that that's how a part of, a lot of it is, right? It's, like, it doesn't look like you're brewing over a stew in a pot and you're, like, chanting stuff. Like, sometimes it's just as simple as, like, manifestation, and I think that that's what they do more than anything. Also, weird uh, Lily theory. <laughs> what if all of their husbands aren't in the picture because they manifested it that way? Like they wanted... They wanted their husbands gone, but all of them lived in a society where that's not really... Well, there's a whole monologue that Jack Jack Nicholson says where he's like, women are their most free selves after they've been married and left their husbands. Mm -hmm. Like they've like gone through, I guess, the the things that they think like the societal pressures of what they think need to be done yeah. in their lives and then once they leave that they find their true selves. I will say for the generation that these women are a part of, I I don't not believe it. Mhm. You know, like this the 80s especially is like a time or like almost leading into the night. Like the 90s was really like the turning point where people felt a lot more comfortable with like leaving their husbands and like when, women felt like they could do it women in the workplace. Yeah, because yeah. they could and not because they had to if that makes more sense mm-hmm. um so i guess like at the time it makes sense why his character would say something like that and why it was probably written that way but it's like now looking at it from our eyes not so much okay so with that being said what was your favorite part uh i had nothing to nah, i'm not gonna say nothing to this but but the most beautiful shot to me was uh the wall of balloons raining down on all the kids like when they were living their uh, cool, like, mansion fantasy life, mm-hmm. there's a scene where they just had, a like, the entire stairwell of the mansion and just balloons falling down. And I thought it looked really cool. And, I mean, I like I said earlier, the the effects, the special effects for this movie felt really advanced for, like, 87. Mm. I mean, he, he turns into a worm at the end and dies. And then my brain, like, couldn't figure out what I was looking at. I was just like, I'm on drugs. What is this? But this movie did win a, a BAFTA award for special effects, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, like you said, the special effects were good. Like, we had people flying. We had people, or like, hovering, really. We had, uh... The, the only worst... Tennis ball doing things. I saw things. was the thunderstorm. The first thunderstorm that came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was... LOL, uh, and I know what scene you're talking about in the very beginning. Yes. Or it looked like someone made it with colored pencils. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> It's 87. Also, LOL, at the principal guy, director, teacher that we were talking about earlier, he just, like, kept doing his speech. That's so white guy of being, like, I wrote this boring-ass speech. You guys are going to be heard. Yes, I'm going to sit through a hurricane and force you guys all to listen to me. Right. But I do like the scene of Susan Sarandon just, like, 
in a tube top teaching kids band. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious to me. And, like, the principal seeing him losing his shit. And I was like, relax. She Honestly. Has, everything's covered. Yeah. She showed maybe, like, an inch of midriff. If anything, your band sounds good. <laughs> I felt so bad, though, when Susan Sarandon's character was in the grocery store and they called her a slut because she wasn't wearing a bra. I was like, my love, she is covered from head to toe. Also, like, doesn't have a lot of booby. So. Right. She's chilling. She could have just put some band-aids and it would have been fine. <laughs> Not duct tape. Um, not the duct- don't use duct tape on your boobs, don't. ladies, please. Don't do it. DM me. I got some great affordable tape that I know is great. Is good on your boobies. And if guys, if you're Fellas. confused, um, ask your lady friends what I'm talking about. Some fellas might want boob tape. I don't know. Actually, you know what? Yeah, DM me. I got I got a good brand. <laughs> It's it's accessible Sponsor to us. Yes, boob please. Tape. Because I got I got my my tatas are a little bit more ta than t. Like they're big, they're bigger. <laughs> and I need like big like I the little tiny strips don't work on me. I gotta I gotta adjust. And she I uses gotta... that bounty toilet paper roll tape <laughs> size. I'm saying it's adjustable for all this. We're inclusive here, and that is our unsponsored ad. And that's witches of Eastwick. It's the boob a, tape of movies because somehow it's being held together by tape yes please watch it it is i okay let me say that as much as i like uh poo-pooed on it it was such a wild ride and i think this would be a fun movie to watch with your friends and and so you can all just be like what the heck yes exactly um it's a, an incredible cast i like i don't know i love all my friends dearly i don't know if i would be comfortable with all of us sharing community dick like that um word <laughs> i like just like out of nowhere being like cool we're all in like we've all done it Let's they all keep... have the same dad yeah all their kids have the same exactly dad. i don't know i don't know Communal. i need different flavors Communal weenie. yeah <laughs> um but watch it guys it's it's worth it mm-hmm. it's not super long it's not super short either but it's, it's not two super... hours yeah it's... it's um but i will say i love share I love yeah. sharing any movie. If anything, do it for the hot-ass women in this. Let me repeat. Susan Sarandon. Cher. Michelle Fife Dog. Yes. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful women. The costumes are yeah. amazing. They're in ball gowns for no reason. Like, no reason at all. 30% of the movie. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, Just every time that Jack Nicholson pulls up, just... You're good. Mute it. Go get it. Mute it. Go go take your your pee break. Mm -hmm. Get some snacks. I will say, he does drop some little truth bombs. Like, the part of the dialogue that did hold it together for me was the little, like, moments of reflecting on, like, mundane life. Jack Nicholson was just, I don't know if my monkey brain just is more monkey than human at this point, but he, when he, him and, like, Cher were having, like, their whole monologue, mm-hmm. my brain was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I zoned out. Oh, last little tidbit. Apparently, the mo- the monologue Cher has in this movie where she, the first monologue she has with Jack Nicholson where she's, like, she basically calls him, like, dumb and, uh, and what is it emotionally stunted and like that he smells and all there's that a, there's an r word yeah I, I i changed the i changed it to stunted yeah. she essentially she's calling out like you're disgusting dumb like self-inflated ego yes but that apparently and then slept with him that apparently is like a shared 80s staple like mm. that she is like known for that monologue in like cool. in the 80s it was like big but with that being said hit uh, it up 
we that was the witches of eastwick available on hbo max mm-hmm. we are gonna go take a quick break manifest some things i only believe in science science i was about to drop a marvel quote i'm gonna stop myself okay i'm gonna go take a break please bye <laughs> what's up we're back did you wash your hands took a pee break we uh, talked about 9-11 yeah i know we we walk outside pod room and sound guy is like watching a 9-11 docuseries and we're like cool way to hype yourself up <laughs> the pregame pregame we're going out later pew, pew, pew. um but anyway final thoughts on the movie go watch it laugh lol what um yeah final thoughts for me you women empowerment and women's sexuality go hand in hand with witchcraft and there wasn't a lot of women empowerment or a lot of like women sexuality why why are witches uh inherently sexual no that's not that's not what that means no it means just like being it connected to that side of you because i feel like in order personally in order to be able to be a part of that community and be able to have do witchcraft and stuff like that you just have to be connected with all parts of yourself and part of yourself is obviously your sexuality okay definitely in like film that is way heightened and like imbalanced i mean i think that has a lot more to do with like the male gaze and like men being a part of the story because i think we can talk about like well we can bring in another movie about which is like practical magic i haven't seen that in a while but i feel like that one isn't as bad bewitched to the witch with two v's yeah see exactly so it's like we also live like in a very christian society so it's like anything that has to like they're not really promoting witchcraft they don't want a lot of people actually doing it i mean like what this author touched on was like any lore about witches or salem or trying to like stay with the like mythology of witches are all from like extremely repressed sexual like societies and not even just that it's like they're vilifying witchcraft and stuff like that they're vilifying sexuality yeah it's going to be hype hyper um focused and on i think i we should consider doing like a witch series on here and just like a, a uh, just like looking at different witch movies like once a month lily and the witch lily and the witch all right so should we jump into yes the meat and potatoes the uh the seasoning of our the spicy noodles of our i like your, spicy noodles. your diarrhea cheeto mac and cheese oh my god keep it oh my god go follow me on instagram guys my instagram is learning Lalik. i will be reviewing Poop macaroni and cheese <laughs> i found hot cheeto macaroni and cheese and i no. i had to okay anyway um we're gonna do the analysis to our film analysis yes the du jour no to the du jour no anyway bechdel test who um yeah so if you're new here if you're a a lifetime dedicated long listener oh first of all we love you um we talk about the bechdel test do you want to give a little quick little about what i mean you know what the bechdel test I ain't gonna say it every time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna but shorten. Just like a quick- I'm shortening it up every time, and at one point, I'm just not gonna bring it up anymore. But the Bechdel test, created by feminist cartoonist Alison Bechdel, basically rates whether uh, two, there are at least two women characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. They have names, and they talk to each other about something other than a man. So there's three little criteria needed mm. in order to pass it. Okay, Miss Karina, does this movie with three women leads? Arguably four, if we talk about the weird, crazy, conservative lady, passed the Bechdel it test. It does not. <laughs> I'm not even going to wait. It does not. The whole... 
Imagine what this movie would have been like without Jack Nicholson. Just three oh, ladies so being amazing. like, wow, things could be different. I would have been so much happier if the movie was the three witches doing their witch things and then the weird conservative lady being like, oh my God, and like losing her shit over that. Yeah. Also, there was so much barf in this movie. There was so much barf. There was so much barf. At least it was like cherry barf, so it wasn't like no. chunky. It was a lot more mm. like cherry. Fruit, fruit barf is gross. I, I know fruit barf. I don't think I've, I've barfed enough fruit. fruit barf. I barf. Well, I've been known to barf uh, my tequila soda with lime. <laughs> Other than that, I'm not very experienced Yikes. in the barf. I hate section. throwing up. Honestly, I could do pee poop all day, no problem. Barf. I like barf barfing because after, not in a weird bulimic way, but more like. <laughs> I like it just because it's like I usually feel Please really clarified. Yeah, no, 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 not in that way, but more along the lines of like when Relief. I need to barf, it's because it's like yeah, I feel really shitty, really? and I know that afterward, I know that on the other side of that tunnel is relief. Anyway, moving on from the barf. I'm so sorry. We, as you guys all know, the rectal test is not enough here mm-hmm. at the Rotten Peach we podcast. Want we want more, so we be- we came up with our own ten point scoring to test um you analysis yeah. i'm my brain stopping anyway we got the red peach score uh we have the updated version on instagram if you want to pull it up on your phone yes, and read along and with follow us follow along with us and um just remember guys if the if the movie one passes the actual test and two gets a score of eight or above it is el- it is entered into the peaches hall of fame mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so should we start off with number one yes we should all right does at least one woman character in the film have a character arc that doesn't support a man's narrative? No. No, fail. <laughs> Go, you're, you're, you're serious? No. Fat F on here. Okay, number two. Would the removal of the leading woman's character from the film have a significant effect on the plot, or is she just a prop that can be replaced with a sexy lamp? I would say this passes, because with the removal of any of them, it changes the dynamic. Like, they're very much a three unit, mm-hmm. you know? And if I'm treating them as, like, one whole character versus Jack Nicholson, I think it would be a different movie. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I think, weirdly enough, we can remove them from the movie. All three of them, actually. And the movie wouldn't change that much. Because if you pay attention, people started hating Jack Nicholson's character even before the women showed, like, showed an interest in them. Mm-hmm. Out of, already, people were like, he's weird. There's evil with him. And he had his own outside entity with the community. Exactly. So it's like, and the hatred that came towards the woman directly tied into him. But he wouldn't be gone without them. That is true. That is true. Um, I'm going to give it a pass. We could do a point five if you're feeling it. I, it's just distracting because this movie is supposed to be about them. But then... that's the thing, though. They can all, okay, let's replace them with lamps. A sexy lamp that Jack Nicholson is attracted to. Honestly, he probably would in this movie. Exactly. So it's like, imagine that, though. All of them are replaced with sexy lamps. Uh-huh. I mean, his goal is to reproduce, I guess he get can. Spawn, take over. And they did, but they also, like, killed him or whatever. Or attempted to remove his spirit or whatever. I guess that is true. They did end up killing him. So because of that, we can give, the, we can it, give it a pass. It would just be, the movie would be called Eastwick. The witch of the demon of Eastwick. The demon or of devil, Eastwick. horny little devil. He's a horny little devil. Number three. All oh, right. we gave it a pass, guys. It's a reluctant pee. Mm-mm. Soft pee. Ew. <laughs> uh, 
This movie is this this episode. I mean, is so graphic. I don't. I'm so sorry. It's the nature of the movie. The movie is graphic. Yes, that's true. Okay, number three. If there's a woman in the film who is only used as a man's moral compass or as a way for the audience to sympathize with the leading character. Mm. Um. Is there a woman? In I the think film? it's the opposite. I think yes. he's introducing parts of themselves to the. He's introducing parts yes. of the woman to themselves. So it's a pass. I think so yes. because we don't. They don't change I don't, him. I don't empathize with him at all. And he doesn't end. change. He is who he is from the moment that we see him. No. The only part I can think of is the crazy editor-in-chief and his wife. Yeah, but we're talking about leading men right. here. Right, right, right. So we're fine. Does the dialogue of the woman characters extend beyond societal societal and family roles, appearances, or love interests? That is a big fat F. Right. I mean... No, Cher mentions at one point that she kind of wants more, but even I know. then... I That's why it's, it's a... It's a toss-up for me because it could be like we're bringing attention to the things that we're only allowed to focus on. So that was like part of the whole conversation. But again, the the narrative of like we want life bigger than this changes to now we're just more moms. Well, it's also more like there was opportunity for them to talk more about it. We have a journalist who knows about all the gossip and the and what's happening in the town. We have an uh uh oh I will, dare I say acclaimed musician. Mm-hmm. A concert celloist. Exactly. And we have a great sculpture artist. And you're telling me none of them ever talked about their interests or anything like that? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're telling me, uh, what's her name? Jane. Yes, Jane, the celloist, was never like, oh, I wish I could have ended up in, in a symphony somewhere in like Oklahoma. Like it doesn't need, she doesn't have yeah, to be. take your spawn of Satan and hit the road. Exactly. Like I say Oklahoma because it's like. I don't know if she's good enough for New York, but you know what Oklahoma? I mean? Oklahoma? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, the, uh, there's uh, could have, it could have even been like a, a, an offhanded comment and right. it wasn't even brought up. That's why I said like their aspirations weren't ever really clear. It was more just commentary on their present issues. Yeah. So, so I'm going to give it an F. It's an F, but I understand why it's an F. Number five. Uh, if there are women in competition, does it extend beyond stereotypical perceptions of how women interact? Okay, so if there are women in competition, they were in competition with each other over him. Yeah, they once he was very blatantly flirting with all of them in front of each other, they all realized that they had slept with him and that was going to be part of the deal. Like, they were... Being catty. Yes, yeah, So fail. Yeah, and it was over him. Yes, exactly. Like, I feel like there was a better way to handle that. They but we never witnessed the resolve of then now they're all just like, all right, we're good. Exactly. They were all just like, oh, this is going to be okay. And mm-hmm. that's somehow worse to me. Like, I think it, it, there could have been, this could have not been an F if we saw the resolve. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think Jack Nicholson has that stamina to handle all three ladies. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Oh well, my- he's supposed to be like demon, right? So they're on like demon mode and shit. Yeah. On demon time, mm-hmm. like Beyonce said. Yeah. Do you know what that is? <laughs> anyway, next one. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Does, does a woman character put romantic interest over her own interest or self-growth? That's the whole movie. Yeah, so we're going to give it a fail. Oh, my God. This movie's doing so bad. <laughs> okay, number... Yes, it is the whole movie, though. Literally the whole fucking movie. Okay. 
Our women and or underage characters in the film displayed as erotic objects for the pleasure of the characters in the film and the audience watching. Yes, of course. Yeah, dog. The scene where they're all laying in bed in their like lingerie. Did you catch the scene where they're about to have an orgy and uh, Jane is like humping, Susan Saranda is like humping the post? Did you I see that? that. She's off to the side. She, I, I just like always, my eyes just gravitate to her, towards her. So I was like looking at her. her eyeballs. I, well, her hair too. I love yeah. the big red hair. We're, mm-hmm. we're twinsies. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> we have matching red hair right now. Anyway, so like I was like looking at her. She's just like humping the bedpost. And I was like, what are you doing, ma'am? Cool. Also, going back real quick to number six. Like, also, aren't any of y'all experiencing menopause yet? Like no shade to like. Aren't they like in their Early 30s, though? Oh, that's true. I'm thinking about them now. Yeah, no. I like... I thought that, too. Relax, I ladies. I think, like, at this point, they're, like, in their late to late 20s, early 30s. Okay, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Michelle Fife is they're in the Yeah, this was the 80s. That's true. So that's they were true. they were young. I take it back. But going back to number six real quick, I just want to touch base real quick. Uh, I, I want to acknowledge the fact that they did try to leave him for the sake of their self growth yeah but they, it, they all agreed like this isn't working for us they've come to a consensus yes but the fact that why did they go back i was confused because by that. he was literally torturing them okay but um i think the fact that was it like mind control type of like no okay think um i think the best way to think about it is think of uh voodoo dolls where like you have the doll and like you fuck with it and it fucks with the person yeah so he was doing that to them with like fruit and his powers right so he was like literally. So in the beginning, they had a video where they each said their uh, biggest fears in yeah, life, he and them. and he was using that as a way to torture them so they mm-hmm. could come back. But um, I I want to recognize the fact that they uh, tried to leave him, and they did. They ultimately defeated him to leave. But the fact that they their um, resolve to having a mundane life was to just become a mom. That's is, the movie I want. When they all left. They all use their voodoo witch powers to destroy him in that moment. Let's also write, I'm so sorry. We keep saying voodoo, but voodoo is not correct. They're not using, they're using. Uh, they're just using witchcraft. Just they're say using witchcraft. a doll to, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, to do the witchy stuff. And um, what was I going to say? I wish that was the moment it ended. Once they all decided to leave, they destroyed him and his powers. And it was like, oh yeah, now we have all of these cool powers. Let's go live our lives and be better than what no they just ended up being they went back to them and they got pregnant no they were already pregnant they got pregnant the first time they all slept together oh not the laundry scene no because but before that we already knew that they were pregnant they had already been pregnant for four to five weeks so they they got they basically all got pregnant the first time they slept with him but um yeah they chose to just stick around and be mothers instead of like pursuing a better life than their like weird gross little town that Mm -hmm is like harassing them so that's anyway that's, that's why number six is a fail so now on to number eight uh does the film contain an identifiable and non-stereotypical queer character who contributes to the plot in a significant way no it does not Mm-mm. so it fails <laughs> that's all we can say oh i forgot to add this fact did you ever watch twin peaks no the his um servant guy fidel fidel was in twin peaks oh nice so, okay, moving on to number nine, mm-hmm. does uh, the film have an identifiable and non-stereotypical minority character? And if so, are they used as more than background characters to serve white plot lines? So Fidel... You can assume is a 
I we don't want to assume just because his name is in Spanish. He... But the character, not himself as a person, I don't know what he is. But the character, we can assume like they talk about his like size and yeah, he's tall and he wears what is it a turban? Is that what it's called? He wears like a head scarf. Is he? Yeah, he wears a head scarf in certain okay. scenes. So, assuming he is a minority. He's literally there to serve. Yes, yeah, so it gets a point five because he is an identifiable non. Well, is he non stereotypical? I'm. I'm gonna say this is a hard fail. Okay, hard fail. I'm not fail. here for these points. Okay, <laughs> he said, "Fuck this movie." <laughs> so sorry uh, to whoever loves this movie. I think it's a fun movie. It's just not serving what it needed to serve for the podcast purposes. Right. Yes, you're right. Number right. ten. Was there a woman who contributed to the creation of the production of the film above the line? So we mean like directors, producers, or writers, and half points for below the line, like department heads, camera department heads, AD, or um, art departments. Okay. So um, I'm, go- I'm going to say I have started to pull these. I-, I know what we were doing a lot first season was like looking through IMDb and like Wikipedia to like look for that. I've just started pulling it straight from the credits. credits. And I will say it was a solid like two minutes hot i also waited and i was like yeah there's nothing there was, was a solid two dudes. minutes of just like dudes after the actresses obviously uh-huh. and like actresses that were involved right. there was like a solid like minute two minutes of like no women on screen so what i did find it's a fail for the above the line no there was no directors producers or writers that were mm-hmm. women as long as far as below the line goes the still i'm just gonna list them all out because there was just so few women on this thing that you like might as well yeah so for there was two still photographers carol mccullough and carrie hire uh they are two women the script supervisor was Joni bloom mm-hmm. the costume supervisor was linda henricks henrickson adr editors i'm not really sure what that is but their editor is the art department is yeah uh lauren j palmer and mary e anderson i believe that's how you say that i wrote really fast so my <laughs> notes are not the best uh visual effects coordinator is katherine katherine white cool. yes visual effects were on it and the animation department supervisor for the tennis sequence because that w- used a lot of like animation mm-hmm. and stuff like that is ellen lichward dope so there are women below the line that that and there were a couple department heads in there so mm-hmm. it definitely gets to point five. yeah it needs it. It needs it. Did you notice in some scenes the camera really shaky? I did not. I was just so, so like, what the fuck is happening? There's a lot of, like, zooms on, like, slow zooms into their faces. And I was, like, kept blinking. I was like, is something wrong with my eyes? I noticed the camera was just, like, a little wobbly. Oh, I didn't. I, I'm going to rewatch it soon. So mm-hmm. hopefully I will figure this out. I will All see right. that, I mean. But, um, wow. It, uh, didn't do so hot. It did not. Um, it yeah okay so it got a 2.5 out of 10 (laughs) we should got a three for the three witches honestly yeah one for each not even that i can't even get that far dang y'all i am so sad but this is fun i love i'm glad that we're getting spooky and Mm -hmm. i love the season i love the movies we're gonna get lily just we're gonna deep dive her in yeah i'm I'm warming up warming up but so that's the Witches of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. Next week. So we're going to do something a little bit different this time. Something mm-hmm. a little bit more. I don't know. We're, we want to try something new this season. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. And if you guys don't like it, we'll change it. We are going to tell you guys emojis as, to, as hints 
For yes. the next movie. For the next movie. And they're also going to be available on our Instagram under the post mm-hmm. for this one. The two posts for this one. So, um, yeah. Uh, you guys can guess in the comment section what you guys think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Guess in the comment section. Don't DM us because we want everybody, we want everybody we to see. We want to see. Yeah, we want everybody to see all the guesses. So, there are four uh, emojis. What, the first one, you can say it. A... Uh, a button, a okay. black button. Okay. The second emoji is a family, the family emoji. Uh huh. The next is a black cat emoji. And the final one is a spider web. Spooky. Solve the riddle. Yes. So again, a button, a family, a cat, and a spider web. Uh, leave it in the comment section what you think it is. This is very. Did you ever read I Spy the books as kids? Yes. That's so how I it's feel very right much now. this. And we're going to try these for a couple episodes. And if you guys are just like, fuck this shit, then we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you feel that way, then you can tell us in the DMs. Yes. Tell that <laughs> us in the DMs. Don't say that in the comment section. Only nice things. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for us. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And tell us your Halloween costume. Oh, yeah. Tell us your Halloween costume. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because that really helps us out, especially, you know, new season. We're starting back up. We want the exposure mm-hmm. again. We love you so much. One love. And we will see you in the next one. All right. Peace out. Bye. Rotten Peaches is produced by Karina Salas, Lilian Citlali, and Jorge Hinojosa. Our theme song was created by Sordelo, and our artwork is created by Lilian Citlali. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at Rotten Peaches Pod and shoot us an email at rottenpeachespod at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your favorite show. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Bye, Peaches.